Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, 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 what's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to episode 36. We will definitely get our minds fixed in episode 36. We are in the last week of May, and this month has been filled with celebratory celebrations. Listen, every good and perfect gift comes from up above. There have been graduations, proms, Mother's Day, marriages, birthday celebrations, and a few of my friends got engaged this month. So congratulations is in order all around. I am happy for you and I am so glad that you have decided to share your journey with me because you know Charlie loves a celebration. I will turn up for you turn up turn on and won't turn it off make your celebratory celebrations off the chain so if you need someone your hype woman give me a call no but i'm just joking i hope you had the opportunity to listen to episode 35 with Krishan lampley of love corkscrew and picked up a bottle of wine for your pleasure she dropped some business gems that we all can utilize while building this boss life. Thank you to the subscribers and listeners that send me texts to encourage me about this podcast. Listen, I am so glad that this podcast can inspire you in some way. Because again, that's what it's all about. Lifting as we climb. This podcast was created to connect a community of women dedicated to making an impact by using their gifts, skills, and talents. I wanted to change our narrative through encouragement, positive energy, and authentic advice with real experts. And this week, I think you will like this podcast episode. As a matter of fact, I know you will. I told you we were going to get our minds fixed in episode 36. And this week I'm ripping the damn bandaid off and talking about a topic that is still taboo in 2019. S-E-X. Yes, sex is back. A small three-level word that has a major influence on our relationships, especially in today's norms, married or single, regardless of your preference and your gender. It doesn't matter. Sex has the ability to change our lives. But here's the thing. Sex not only feels good, it can also be good for you. You're probably like, what you trying to say, Charlie? Well, there are some benefits to having, you know, a great sex life. 
A, it can lower your blood pressure. B, it serves as a workout. And C, it gives you that, that glow that, mm, you know, people like, 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 what's up with you? Yes, like the vitamin D, like it just gives you that uh, around you. Yeah, I believe that. It eases your stress. Last and certainly not least, it can help you be productive and helps you rest at night. The bottom line is I bought this episode back because there is an enormous number of women who I speak to often through speaking engagements, through the podcast, through emails, through DMs that ask if sex goes with self-love. Because many of them have lost their desire for physical intimacy. Because we're too tired, too busy, too angry at our partners. And at the end of the day, the last thing that we want to do with our bodies is get humped on, jumped on, pushed, mashed, smashed, you know, poked and pried. That's the last thing. And for many women, sex has become another thing to the to-do list. You know, an obligation, a favor. And that bothered me. It really did. It bothered me to the depths of my core because women of confluence, we are trendsetters. We are game changers. And you got to look at it at a different way because ultimately it's about you and your needs. Don't you deserve to be happy? Don't you deserve to be satisfied? And don't you deserve to be pleased Culturally, we have given the man permission to want sex and claim its importance, but we don't do the same for ourselves. Come on, ladies, give yourself permission. So I bought on an expert to discuss this in detail. As I say always, my motto is, I specialize in making hard conversations very easy. So I bought in the sexologist herself. Miss Goody Howard is a sexuality educator who hosts and cultivates sex positive workshops around the country that are focused on intimacy and empowerment. She layers her focus on pleasure and education with her energetic and engaging presentation style. While her oral sex series, Lick and Lip Service, are her most popular classes, she also teaches comprehensive sex education and provides sex-positive CEUs for social workers, counselors, therapists, and healthcare professionals nationwide. Goody has been educating campuses, companies, and communities for over 14 years. So that means she knows what she's talking about. Ladies of Confluence, let's welcome and whoop it up for Miss Goody Howard. Whoop, 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 whoop. Good evening, good evening. 
How are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm 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 doing well right now. It's beautiful outside. <laughs> it's been a great day. A great, great day. How you doing? Listen, I am TYD. I'm past tired. TYD. <laughs> okay. No extra nothing. Just tired. Okay. <laughs> Phonetic. Like tired. Okay. And I, but you know, I'm not too tired to build my brand and too tired to, you know, reach out to, you know, awesome women like yourself doing amazing things. I see you, I've, you know, seen you grow, oh my God, into this amazing powerhouse, sexual education, know your body. Please yourself, please your mate, <laughs> bomb speaker. Well, I'm thank like, you. Like, that means I a lot. Thank you so much for that. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Well, the I thing is, it. we think nobody is watching, and you right. never know who is watching you. You know what I mean? See, I see people peeping, but they don't speak. But see, I'm one that's speaking, say, I see you, girl. Because if people it. don't speak, then, you know, mm, I got a problem with you. Right, right. And you, and we, and we when you validate, when we validate each other, it just goes so far to feel seen. Like, that's, that makes a difference. Because you know you burn that midnight oil, and you're like, okay, Lord, it, it's, is anybody watching? Is anybody looking? Is anybody right. listening? Doesn't matter. It, doesn't matter. Is my living in vain? Oh, goody, I know you. I've been knowing you a long yeah. time. I mean, I know, uh, like over yeah. twenty years, definitely, yeah, easily yeah. over twenty. But tell the ladies of Confluence who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Goody Howard, and I am a sexologist and sexuality educator. And what that means is, I do. If it's about sex, I am here for it. I do the pleasure stuff. So I do all kinds of parties and oral sex workshops. I teach a fellatio workshop called Lick. Fellatio is uh, oral sex on a penis. And I also teach a cunnilingus mm -hmm. workshop called Lip Service. And cunnilingus is oral sex on a vulva. Um, I do toy parties. I do sex trivia in bars. I do game nights. I do all kinds of stuff, hosting comedy everything in between if it's sex centered and sex positive i am about it and i do and when i say everything i mean everything i teach i even teach uh comprehensive sex ed from ages pre-k to senior citizens i do continuing education workshops for you know, social workers counselors therapists healthcare providers first responders all that good stuff too so i have figured out what ties my skill set in a way that impacts my community because people think because we having sex we know about sex and that's not true and I'm here to just shine light on that and inspire and empower folks around sex education in general because if you don't tell them, they don't know. And I have a say that again. Oh, if you don't, don't tell them, yeah, if you don't tell them, they won't know. They do not know. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. And we think we know because we're doing it. We think we know about sex because we're having sex. But if I tell you times I have to argue with women about lubricant and whether or not it's important and it's not a commentary on your ability to get aroused and your ability to get wet and how many times I have to try to convince adult human beings that squirt is not pee 
but you have a sex, so you know everything, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it is, you, your mind will be blown how many people out here that don't know what they don't know. Well, I mean, like, again, you just hit on a, on a <laughs> nail. A lot of people do a lot of yeah. acts, but they really don't know what it's for, how to do it correctly. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. there are a thousand ways to do a lot of things, Absolutely. but what is the correct Right, the healthiest, most satisfying way for you and your partner. There are there are thirteen different types of orgasms for the female body and nine types of orgasms for the male body, and all we worried about is penetration. Mm mm. I, I need to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, we're not gonna talk about me today. But the reason why I brought you on this show is because I feel like you hit it on the head. You know, it's a three-letter word, mm-hmm. short word, but has a long-lasting impression on a lot of things. Our productivity, how we think, how yeah. we act, how we respond. Mm-hmm. Um, unhealthy sex can, you know, start to filtrate in other areas in our life, and then healthy sex can be helpful to our life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, it has a, and even with, like, you got physical impact of sex, you got the social impact of sex. You have mental and emotional impacts of sex, hey, or financial impacts, because good dick will run your bank account dry. You know, it just it just depends on what aspect we talked about. But it really does. There's a quote. Uh, it says, everything is about sex. It's about sex, except sex. Sex is about power. So tell us, how did you get started on the sexologist journey? <laughs> Well, um, I mean, like you said, you know me, um, you know, over 20 years. I've always been the freaky friend. Uh, <laughs> I've always been the one. We all different. need them, though. See, that's you know? what we love about girls like you. Like, what you need to know? Right. The line. Yeah, find that line, girl. Yeah. Da, 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 Girl, it works. <laughs> So I've always been a freaky friend. I grew up in a sex positive household. So sex was not taboo necessarily in my in my house, but we didn't talk about the social impacts. My mother was a nurse, so I knew the medical situations, but I didn't really talk about the other we never really talked about the other impacts. And so being a freaky friend and stuff like that, you know how like if you have a toy party and somebody else have a toy party and you end up having the same lady at all your parties. Well, basically, I kept going to the same ladies' parties, and she she went to Carter too. Her name was uh, Denisha Renee Taylor, and um, <laughs> she was just like, you know, you would be great at this. And I was like, girl, I don't like people. I don't like sales. So I was like, but I have a party for you. And so I had a party for her at my house. And you know, back in the day, you get a kickback. Like if you sell a certain amount, you get some back. So she was mm-hmm. like, she was like, you raised this much money, but I want to put seventy five dollars of my own money with it and get you a kit. We having a sale on kits, and I believe in. And because this black woman, this sister believed in me in, uh, enough to put her own money up, I was like, okay, I, I give it a try, right? And I was good at it, but it was like Mary Kay for dildos. So then you got to differentiate yourself from the other people doing the same stuff you're doing. You, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. It's a whole bunch of y'all doing the same stuff with the same products. And so I started doing little tips because my bachelor's degree is in business management and development. So I started doing little tips and little tricks and little, and I heard women, oh, I would pay for this without the toys. So then I 
was like, oh, ding, you know, my business brain kicked in, <laughs> right? And I monetized my skill set and I started creating workshops and, and guides and booklets and, you know, just doing the parties by themselves without the toys and all kind of other stuff. And so it's just all kind of snowballed and grown. Then I started learning about different um, certifications and education and ways that I could incorporate what I naturally am good at into an academic and professional uh, forum and create my own lane so I have my own consultancy where I do the CEUs for the social workers counselors and therapists around sexual minorities and trans folks and and uh, sexuality and aging and all kind of different aspects of sexuality and health so I have layered what I'm good at into into something that I can walk into in a business suit and go into meetings you know and get people to write me these big old checks with and I'm and I'm even building that because I'm getting master's degrees and I'm getting pursuing my PhD. I'll be Dr. Goody. You know what I'm saying? I own drgoody.com, but ain't nothing on it right now. But I own the <laughs> but I own it. <laughs> but you know, because that's how you know when you see it, you you make it real, right? So I own it. Ain't nothing on it. But you know. Um, and I just and I've and I'm I'm never done. Like sexuality is such a big field and there's so many different aspects and layers and I'm always learning and meeting new amazing people and just growing my brand and my business in ways that I'll be able to again plant seeds plant financial seeds for my children going forward you know what I'm saying but I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. about what I get to do every day and you know I'm at the, I'm still in the growing stage I've been doing this 14 years and I'm still in the last I've been doing it 14 years I was I used to be an accountant during the day I've been doing this 14 years. I've been doing it full time for the last three and a half years. Well, what a mighty journey. Yes. What a mighty journey. And thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Because I think we need to hear that. I think we need to hear, you know, even just the, I've been on this journey 14 years. Because sometimes we believe that it happens overnight. Girl. It's an overnight success. Yes. And, you know, I started my journey, you know, I started speaking like in elementary school, right? Like speaking is nothing to mm-hmm. me. Um, however, like, you know, motivational speaking, using my life yes. as the tool started in 2014. And sometimes you get like, come on now, Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, but then you meet somebody else and say, like, this is not pretty. Like, this is not pretty at yeah. all. And, but I'm here and I'm here to share my story. Like, I, I was the freaky friend and I said, oh, you know what? Boom. Okay. Right. Like, let me put this together and put this together. Like, I, I use what I knew about what I had and got educated mm-hmm. about it to make it a business to help people with a lifestyle. And because confluence is all about a lifestyle. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that just like you said earlier, like you said, I see you and I see you hustling and I see you and girl, you know, I'll be liking and commenting because I know that that engagement matters. I know that when you want to partner with bigger brands and get people to write you checks, they're going to look at your engagement and your metrics. So what am I doing? How am I supporting my friend? I'm liking and commenting and sharing and doing that because even that is free. It don't cost me nothing. And I'm still supporting your efforts. You know what I'm saying? And so just like you see me, I see you. And I think that it's important that people understand that this shit did not happen overnight. And we work hard on a regular basis to build our dreams. And I don't advocate for people like, people like oh, I quit my day job and this and this. Let me tell you something. If my husband did not have an amazing job, I would still be doing accounting. 
He told me I could quit so that I could go to school full time because <laughs> I'm getting two master's degrees right now. And me having ma- two master's degrees and a full time job and children to take care of and a husband to take, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to say a husband and, a, and children. I am a parent and a partner. So having all of those multiple identities at one time and a full time job, he was like, I'm going to kill my wife. She going to die before she's 40 if I don't make space to help her live her dreams. And that's how you know you're with the right person. You know what I'm saying? You, and I would I would say this. I don't have a husband. I have a partner. Because I had a husband. He's a husband. I like when you said that. Yes. I, I, I like when you said a partner. Yes, that's a balance. Because, uh, yes, it's balance in that. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I tell my boo, I, I tell him all the time, baby, you are my partner in shine, not my partner in crime. Amen. Because we going to shine together. When I shine, you shine. I love that. And so it's important. Yeah, I always say you are my partner in shine. And like, what that mean? Like, no, just, 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 just stick with me, baby. Right. That's what I tell my children. I teach. Stick with Miss Jones. I'm gonna take you places. <laughs> just, just stick with me. Stick with me, baby. It's important. Uh, it's important. Like I have, you know, I don't say I don't say I'm a mother anymore either. I say I'm a parent because a mother has the has to carry the brunt of the child rearing. Whereas if I'm a part, if I'm a parent, I'm handling it. You know, the other parent is handling it as well. You know what I'm saying? A father has to do way less than a mother has to do, but a parent has to do it all. And if you have two parents doing it all, then the kids will be all right. So I don't say I'm a wife and mother. I say I'm a partner and a parent because those two identities mean more to me than trying to carry the load so I can put this S on my chest and be superwoman because that superwoman trope is killing us. We have to to partner with people that are down to support us and have similar vision so that we can work together to build our dreams so we don't have to fucking do it all. I don't want to be a martyr. You better speak to the women of compl- the, the women of confluence today. Listen, because we will we will speak. we will martyr ourselves and leverage that sacrifice later on. After all I've done for you, I stuck with you when you had, and I did. did you don't get a cookie for that because that's who you chose to be with. That's your bad. Mm. Learn something from it and don't do the shit again. So, can okay. we talk about like sex and productivity? Like, okay. Does that really help us or is that something that we've etched into our mind? Oh, okay. I see what you said. Like, if we just made it up or if it, it's actual. Like, who, I don't need that. You know, I guess some women, I don't want to call them bitter Betty, but bitter Betty maybe is like, you know, and that's fine if you're going on a sabbatical or if you're going on a spiritual journey. But don't look at me. You know, I... Right. You know, because again, I need what I need. And I think sometimes as women, we look at each other and we try to judge each other off uh-huh. of our sexual activity. Yeah, or what we think they're right? doing. And, then, and it's like we, or women perpetuate what we think, right? And women perpetuate misogyny on each other way more than men do. We do it to ourselves, to each other. And so um, I think it's interesting that you said, you know, if you're on a spiritual journey and stuff like that, you have to figure out what your spiritual journey is going to be, too, because some people have a spiritual journey where they're not connecting with another person, but they're still connecting with themselves. And the Kama Sutra is the biggest book of positions and and all of that. But the, the, the society and the culture that created the Kama Sutra believe that having an orgasm is the closest you can get to God. So when you talk about a spiritual journey, what kind of spiritual journey are you talking about? So even mm. even in that, even in that, there's so much to be explored. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we we still there's so many levels and layers to this thing, and we just really have to kind of be concise and specific about what we mean. Because the women that are judging you for getting your vitamins, as it were, 
probably need those same vitamins and they don't understand that they can connect to themselves and get it if they don't want to connect to another person. Because that's important, too. Um, we're talking about, you know, religion and spirituality and all that. But productivity wise, sex helps with productivity directly and indirectly. So let's say you get aroused or frustrated or pent up and you just can't focus for some reason. If you masturbate and reach orgasm or have sex with a partner and reach orgasm, that orgasm releases hormones in your body that allows you to relax, calm down, and focus. And then you can get your work done. And reaching orgasm helps release other uh, hormones in the body that help you rest. So we all know that as a boss, you know, that, that sleep, you sleep while we grind scenario was killing us. It's important to get rest at night and make sure your body is restoring itself. So sex can help you focus and sex can help you sleep better at night. So it's, it's, it's real life. It's not something that we made up. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 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 Because see, some women feel like, you know, or they say, I've never had an orgasm. Yes. Yes. Or I'm waiting on him. You know, as mm. you are the expert, but you know, what are your thoughts on that? I, <laughs> uh, I really feel like your orgasm is your responsibility. And that's for anybody. That's any kind of any kind of body, any kind of relationship, any orientation, gender, any of that. Your orgasm is your responsibility. So we a lot of times weigh on our partner and why can't I come with that person or I haven't had an orgasm. If you have never experienced an orgasm, then you need to try to explore your own body through masturbation and just kind of figure out what your pleasure looks like so that you can communicate that pleasure to your partner. And if you're not taking control of your own pleasure, who is? No one's going to do it for you. Well, I think a lot, you you know, a lot of women place that into somebody else's. Yeah. Not realizing, yes, it does take two, but you also, again, like Ayala say, you got to do the Yes, work. you have to do the work. Call the thing a thing, you know. it's it, I think it's important that we understand that as women, we're socialized to give up our pleasure to our partners. We're socialized to put the, you know, follow the man's lead or whatever the case may be in so many different aspects of our lives, whether it's you know, overt or subconscious. And that's part of it. And and that goes into, you know, waiting on your partner and making sure they give you the pleasure. But we think about pleasing them and we don't think about pleasing ourselves. And if it feels good to you, it probably feels good to them too. So explore what feels good to you. Mm. Explore what feels good yes. to you. Hear that love <laughs> So, I mean, like, when I think about a lady of confluence, yeah, she is, you know, a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. She's doing her thing. You know, she's building. She's believing. And she definitely is a boss. Yeah. But, you know, you we, we sometimes don't give ourselves permission mm -hmm. to feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, one of those things is religion. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, some of us are married, some of us are single, some of us are divorced, but like my married friends sometimes tell me that they, mm. um, their partner, what is your belief? I think that? that when you withhold sex in, in a marriage or any kind of dynamic, when you withhold sex, you're treating it like currency and not a connection. 
And when you're holding it at random and dangling, dangling, dangling it like a carrot in front of your partner's face, it's making it a reward instead of an expectation. It's making it something that they have to work for and jump through hoops for, and they have to do what you say. It's control. It's insecurity. It's rooted in so many negative aspects of our personalities that we ought not do it. And you're punishing yourself because you're not getting no satisfaction either. If you're if you're not having sex with your partner, the assumption is that you're monogamous and that if you're not giving it to him, he's not. no one's getting it, right? And that's not fair to yourself either. Why punish yourself because you feel like your partner is doing something that you don't want them to do well, you can't just communicate like an adult instead of trying to bargain and manipulate your way into getting what you want. Mm. I think it's you ch- it's juvenile. It's juvenile. It's immature. Oh it's immature and unnecessary. Now, there are times when you're upset with your partner and you don't mm. connect with them sexually and you don't want to have sex with them. But it's not that you're actually consciously removing sex from the equation out of resentment or out of because you're pouting. You're you're removing it from the equation because there's something happened in the relationship that you're no longer feeling them in that way. But it's not because you're taking this from them. You're taking your ball and going home, as it were. Cause I feel better, but you know, I, I, cause I, mm-hmm. I need what I need again. And so I think some women like, again, you don't give yeah. yourself permission. It's okay to get what you need, especially if you are in a marriage. Yeah. No need to withhold it because um, I truly believe that people will find out ways to get oh, what yeah. they need. Do you agree? I I think that that's it. Also leaves the doors open, right? So if it's in someone's nature to be unfaithful, Mm. they're gonna be unfaithful regardless. But you don't want to set the stage for them. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to leave the doors open for other hosts to walk into your relationship. What you want to make sure is you closed all the doors and the windows. And if they leave, they left on their own accord, not because you pushed them out. Now, having Mm. sex on a regular basis and maintaining your sexual connection in your relationship will not safeguard you from infidelity because there's emotional cheating there's all kind of other ways of cheating but if you are communicating with your partner around what your issues are and y'all are connected and you're continuing to maintain that connection it's probably less likely and cheating does not just happens because someone is sexually unhappy but a lot of times when we when we start to reach our sexual issues it's because of what's happening in the relationship outside the bedroom outside the bedroom has mm-hmm. and that's when we stop and when we start playing these bald-headed reindeer games we're not having sex with our partners because we didn't get what we wanted that's manipulative and unnecessary what if they did that to you what if it was some credit card he had that he gave you access to and if you didn't do what he wanted you to do he took the credit card that would be oh he's abusive oh he's controlling oh he's how is it different when we're doing this with what god gave us I think it's you have a license when you're married to, you know, be everything that he needs. I I, I mean I I, I mean you'll never be everything you know to anybody. You never be everything to anyone, but you can be the most. You know, like the eighty twenty rule, or you know, and if you're not doing your work, then what can you really expect in your household? You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you sitting here playing with him mm-hmm. like a toddler, because what do you do with your kids? Well, if you do this, I give you a cookie, or do you want? I take you here. I do this. You're not bargaining with with another grown up. You need to communicate. You know what? I didn't like this. This didn't make me feel good. It hurt my feelings. I felt, 
you know, unloved. I felt unappreciated, whatever the case may be. And you communicate using your words because you're an adult and have a conversation with your partner. You don't just stop fucking them because you didn't get your way or because they hurt your feelings. Because hmm. Hmm. that's poking holes in other parts so of the relationship. what advice would you give? Yeah, I mean, you just did, did gave some <laughs> communicate. Yes. Communicate. Yes. Successfully, yes. too. Because communicate. we, we think we, you have to communicate successfully, too. Because we think that because we said it, they hurt us. And that's mm. the thing about... Say that again for the people in the <laughs> Now, say that for the people in the in the chief Because yes. you know what? I'm learning... It is in your A, delivery, mm-hmm. women of conformance. Mm-hmm. B, it's in your choice of Amen. words. You know, some people, I, I ain't going to do all that. I ain't, I'm, mm-hmm. Okay, you can't talk to your homegirl crazy. You can't come at me crazy and don't think that for once mm-hmm. that, that it's gonna, not going to affect me because you need to. No, everybody, you know, tailors a conversation. When your children make you yeah. mad. You tailor the conversation. You have to tailor that conversation for your needs. Absolutely. And also, I think, too, especially as Black women and Black women of of confidence and Black women of education and Black women that just are expressive and advocate for themselves, we tend to come across as we're read as aggressive, even when we're not being aggressive. So it may be, keep like, oh, well, here she goes. She mad again. Oh, hell, here she goes. She mad again. But in real life, you're not even mad. You're hurt. Your feelings are hurt and you need to frame it as such. You know what? You hurt that my feelings were hurt when this happened. Or when you said that, it hurt my feelings. Not I'm mad and here you go with this. And I'm like, no, really listen to yourself and figure out what you're really upset about and why you're really feeling the way you're feeling and communicate that specifically. My feelings were hurt when this happened. When you said that, it hurt my feelings. Oh, I felt like it was inconsiderate when you did this. I didn't feel considered. Right. And then they hear you because you're not communicating in air quotes here, for lack of a better phrase, an angry black woman to them, because that's what they know. That's what they expect from us, whether that's what we give them or not. The world has told them that that's who we are. Mm. And that's why I say when I say the social impacts of sex, this is the social. This, this conversation we have now is about the social impacts of sex. Because if you can't communicate with your clothes on, you damn sure can't communicate with them off. Mmm. 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 That's good. So, what are the effects of sex again? Let's ramble them off. <laughs> so, you have the social. Yeah, you have, so you have the social impacts of sex. You have the physical impacts of sex, like the way your body changes, the emotional impacts of sex, because a lot of times, we don't just have sex and move on. We have emotional connections to people that we have sex with. Uh, you have the mental, right? The mental impacts of sex, how it affects your hormones, how how it affects, you know, how you handle and treat people around you. And so and there are the financial impacts of sex. Sometimes to get sex, you got to travel because you're in a long distance relationship or your sex toys are excruciatingly expensive. And that just means you weren't buying them from me. So shame on you. Um, you know, but there are financial aspects to uh, the impacts of sex as well. So it's all those things, physical, emotional, financial, uh, uh, social, and, and, and you know, health-wise. So there are just lots of overlapping areas in which sex impacts our lives. The expression, impression, and oppression of sexual expression. You know what? I, when you read, like, this 
back to sex and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, because listen, the older I'm getting, I'm I'm finding the Bible to be one of the most fascinating books mm-hmm. on the bestseller list, like year after year. Mm-hmm. And the the stories, yeah. the, like first of all, the sexual stories. Yes, you read about David and Bathsheba. You read like when I tell you, like like woo, yeah, you know. But they don't say they had sex. They came into it. Yeah. Like the sa- the songs of Solomon, some of those are some of the most amazing love songs and love prose ever. Ever. You know. And you know, even when you think about uh uh Delilah, when yeah. cut, cut Samson's head, ain't no man putting his head in no woman's lap Mm-mm. unless she right. put it on. Y'all listen. He's I busy. Want- Ain't no man gonna feel that comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anytime, most of the time, you see reference to a garden. It ain't a garden. It's the garden. It's the garden. That's <laughs> where the flowers. Yes. Go. It's garden. <laughs> yes. Flowers. Water. Sprinkles. Yes. All of those, yes. all of that. Because some people believe sex and religion don't go together. Oh my gosh. You know what? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I actually have a sex positive Christianity certification. Mm-hmm. I would now mm-hmm. from the uh the from the Institute of Incarnate Sex and Faith in Philadelphia. Um I wholeheartedly believe that sex and religion go together, but I do believe that there are times that religion has been left open to interpretation and therefore become oppressive, uh, especially toward women and their bodies and their sexuality. Whereas men are allowed to be free and sexual beings, and so there, while oaths, as it were, um, the purity myths have put a higher price on virginity because it was a business deal. You want to make sure you was getting new goods. It didn't have anything to do with being better than any other woman. It had to do with the fact that you didn't want no car with no miles on it. Mm. And as part of the business deals is how marriages were handled back in the day. Those were by financial decisions and business deals. You wanted to make sure you were giving your your customer the best product, the freshest product that you could. And that's where that, that's where that stigma and, and oppression came from. And so even when you're looking at religion and the interpretation of the scriptures in Hebrew, right, the original text and the original languages that it was written in, uh, um, fornication is not defined as sex outside of marriage. Fornication is defined as sexual immorality. And when I think of sexual immorality, I'm thinking rape, incest, molestation, and those types. I'm, I'm thinking two consenting adults outside of marriage. And so it really just depends on who's interpreting what immorality is and what moral compass are we using. Hmm. So, it's, and I've done, I've done Lick, which is my, my flesh show workshop. I've done Lick for married women's ministry. I've done Let's Talk About Sex, which is like a dinner party where my husband and I come and we just talk about all the common questions that I get as a sex educator. And we do love and relationship stuff as well. Um, I've done that for the married people's ministry, married group ministry. I've done a toy party for the singles ministry. And I'm going to tell you why. This is how I pitched it to the past. When people are in church, they are you know, told not to have sex and abstain and you know, subdue their passions, etc. But then if they leave the church for some reason or they actually do go into the world and become sexual beings and then they come back to the church and are expected to repress those feelings that they basically they've already lit that fire. They can't put that fire out. Then you have to low key. You have to unring that bell and sex toys and accessories and masturbation is a way for you to keep that beast at base. You can keep your focus on what you're there for and your spiritual nourishment 
if the idea is that you're not supposed to be, in theory, connecting with another human being in a sexual way. True that. Because I tell women, too, when they're dating and they're, you know, trying to wait Mm -hmm. to find that one, be sure to take care of yourself before you go on that date. Yeah, because you're making a mistake. You're out on that date. Yeah, you won't make that mistake because that, that, that you've already suppressed that and mm-hmm. then that won't even arouse you mm-hmm. to, you know, give it up on the first date or a second date. Like you already take, you've taken care of that need. Yeah, you know because, what I mean? Like, because you'll do it and be like, damn, why I do that? As soon as you come, as soon as you get your orgasm, you're like, damn, why I do that? Uh huh. You go back until you start thinking. I, I say I got two brains too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. men have two heads. I got two brains. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And many and many an amazing woman has fallen victim to choosing the wrong man because she was cum drunk and couldn't focus. And that's the mm-hmm. best way to keep your focus is to go ahead and handle your business. And it doesn't have to be a toy. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be penetration. It doesn't have to be any of that. But just make sure that you are sexually satisfied before you leave your house. So that you don't accidentally fuck somebody that's gonna change your life in a negative way. Change my life in a negative way. Because mm. so, it can change your whole trajectory of your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's ooh. a whole, whole <laughs> do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. It, it make you give up on dreams. See that and, and that, that comes back to why I bought you on the show to talk about, you know, I'm 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 challenging myself. You know, because sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, oh, it, it it was too pretty. It didn't get up mm-hmm. and talk mm-hmm. about it and get to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. But you just said it. Like, we could meet the wrong man, changes the trajectory, changes our dream. We forget yeah. our dream. Yeah. Because we, you know, are withholding it from ourselves. You mm-hmm. know, and we're negative Nancy, uh, bitter Betty. Behind know, trying to have a man. Because, we, because, because often we're socialized to define ourselves through our romantic relationships. And I think about the women of your podcast and women of confluence is that you know better. But the, there are women out here that we didn't all, even those, even those of us that do know better, we didn't always know better. And there are women out here that are still walking around that don't know better. And it's our job to inform and empower them that you don't have to define yourself through your romantic relationship. And I remember I was in a class at U of H and my teacher said the biggest, biggest decision you will ever make is who you choose to spend your life with. Because they will either support your dreams or they will kill them. And there is a difference. There's a whole between... difference. I had a guy once mm-hmm. that he supported my dreams when I was doing pleasure stuff, as long as I was only doing it for women. As soon as he heard I had mixed classes and I was I was consulting for men and things like that, baby, he lost his whole mind. So he was supportive to a point. And what we also do is, in our relationships, we feel that the absence of conflict is the presence of happiness. The absence of conflict, the absence of drama, we assume that that means the presence of happiness. And that's not what that means. That means the absence of drama. Someone you can get along with just fine can still be toxic to you. Now, we don't we can't conflate the two. We get those things confused on a regular basis because. The in, you know the internet tells us and TV tells us and 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 movies tell us that that relationships are dramatic and tumultuous and all and these big you know working hard and doing the work and all of these things but in real life you do that work individually on yourself so that when you come together with another person it's not two halves making a whole it's two holes making a whole 
and you don't have to deal with that shit. But when you have two halves coming together or three quarters and three quarters coming together, and just because you get along doesn't mean that you're happy. It doesn't mean that you're fulfilled. It doesn't mean that your needs are being met. It's not. It doesn't mean that you're being, that you're satisfied. And and a lot of that is rooted in who we choose to be with, why we choose to be with them. And if you are already taking control of your pleasure, you won't be digmatized, at least. And you can see past the bullshit to be to realize who you need to be dealing with. Because I will tell you some of the most some of the most trash men on the planet, some of the most toxic people, not even men, the most toxic people have the most amazing sex. And that's because they know that's what they bring to the table. That's, that's the bait that they fish with. Baby, they, they, that, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say because that's all I'm going to say. They know that's the only thing right. that they have going for themselves because they don't even know what support looks like. Right. They don't know what being supportive mm-hmm. looks They can't like. communicate you know, for themselves, let alone communicate for you. They can't. Oh, Jesus. Can't not communicate. When you try to communicate their needs, they look at their shortcomings and trying to what you say oh right and they make it about them or they flip it or especially with male partners they're not socialized to be emotional emotionally expressive the only emotions that men are socialized to express are anger and lust and if they like i said earlier your feelings are hurt you're not really mad your feelings are hurt or you feel disrespected or you feel like they didn't take you into consideration that's really what most men are trying to express but they can't express it because they haven't been taught how and and especially they don't know how to deal with women they're not attracted to or they can't have sex with. So then that's when the anger comes out. That's when the frustration comes out. And they don't know how to navigate that. And that's why, as again, as parents, I tell my... Now, this is one thing I will say. If you have children, you are raising someone else's partner. And the way you raise that child is going to show up in how they navigate their romantic relationships. So teach, teach your children how to communicate. Teach your children how to be empathetic. Teach your children how to express a range of emotion. Teach your boys how to cook and clean and teach your girls how to fix their cars. You need to make sure that you are raising whole people because when motherfuckers get in relationships and they're not whole people, they're damaging other people. And you don't want to be the one that's out there raising kids that are going to damage other people later in life. Whew, okay. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find you so they can get classes on lick, on stick. <laughs> Everything. Add that one. Add that one. Stick. Yes, yes. Stick. Lick and stick and lip service. And I do all kind of stuff. And lip service. I have one called um I have one called Yoni Worship. It's we doing Yoni Yoga and we're doing like arts and class about your own body and getting in touch with your own body as women and vulva owners. Um I talk about I do have a sex positive parenting workshop. We talk about how to be a sex positive parent. And I will say that sex positivity is not about having sex with you want to have sex with, blah, blah, blah. It's whatever. Sex positivity means navigating spaces around sexual expression and pleasure without shame or stigma. So that means we're not going to slut shame nobody. But we're not going to. That's gonna what prove, I'm sick of. But, I'm tired of the shame. But we're not going to prove shame either, though. And that's the thing because we don't understand as, as you know, I'm a slut. So if I, as a slut, I don't understand that, I, that prudes get shame too. Oh, you're not having sex. Oh, what's wrong I, with you? I don't oh, want you... nobody to get shot. Exactly. And so, sex positivity. 
sex positivity makes space for everybody to just live and do them without judging or you know yes. putting stigma on the other folks and that's what we need if we if we put that into our parenting then we're going to grow a generation of people that won't be having the conversations that we're having because they know better now they will be having some other types of conversations because other challenges will arise when these needs are met but at least these basic needs will be met and we have to make sure that we're perpetuating that part in my mind part of confluence is inspiring future generations and part and doing the work in real life, in doing the work, is planting seeds for trees that you will never sit under. Ooh, that was the, that was gonna be my last question. How would you define a woman that could do it? You got it. You're planting trees that for 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 people that you would never ever knew Mm-mm. that they sit under your mm-hmm. tree. Ooh, that's that's that now 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 now. I said now, I, that now yeah. I'm telling that's I believe it. I wholeheartedly believe it. I don't even remember where I heard that quote from, but it put a chill in my spirit and I have been sitting with it and, and living with it ever since. Mm. And that's why that's why I do the work mm. I do because of that right there. Planting seeds of trees. I will never sit under my children's children will sit under the trees that I'm planting right now. For in they will sit under the trees with their partners in happier, healthier relationships because of the seeds I'm planting right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, I definitely created this podcast to change the narrative. Absolutely. So I know some people probably look at this podcast this week and says, "What does sex have to do with confluence?" Mm. It has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Because that a we should be having healthier lifestyles. Like I said, in every facet of our life and what that looks like. And if you're married, you shouldn't be using sex as no. a you know a cookie a bargaining chip it's, a, it's not yeah no a, a, yeah like what uh-uh Mm-mm. and you need what you need and it's okay i think a lot of women when we're building we're you know like i said and believing and i hear boss life it is okay to need what you need mm-hmm. because you know my favorite story my favorite story in the Bible and people say, I hate that you describe yourself as such, but let me tell you about this woman. She was saved in the end. My favorite story in the Bible is the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you are a true Bible reader, you know her past. Her mm-hmm. past is sketchy. She has been with a lot, but she's been with a lot because she was looking for a lot. Mm-hmm. But when she met the right man, and in no sexual way, it changed her life. Mm-hmm. And he didn't see her past. He saw her future. And so I think sometimes we, like you say, well, the prude looks at the slut. The slut looks at the prude. Like, I don't look at nobody. I need you to look at yourself. Because right. I know why I do what I do. You right. know what I mean? I know why mm-hmm. my past has been sketchy. Because I was looking for something. And it wasn't and even it sketchy. Wasn't that looking. was you. That was trial and error. That was those were lessons learned. Don't even call that shit sketchy because that's discounting the shit that you learned that you will never go back to. You have to invest. You can't get ne- you can't get a rainbow without rain. She never went back. You can't yes. you can't get a rainbow without rain. So don't discount that shit. That because if if she hadn't lived like she lived, she wouldn't have been at the well right then. Woo! She'd have missed it. And met the perfect man. And her trajectory would have changed in the wrong direction. Mm. See, see what I'm saying? Because see the way that she was going, uh-huh. see the way that she was going had changed her mm-hmm. But you can always yep. get up yep. from where you are yeah. 
and meet a different man. Yeah, you ain't dead yet. Yeah. That's what I tell people all the time. They want to piss and moan and complain about what they've been through, not seeing that they have the common factor in those situations. Listen, you ain't dead yet. You ain't, you ain't dead yet. I have a tattoo on my inner upper arm. It's like a digital clock, but instead of numbers, it says now. Because the time is now. That's dope. You ain't got nothing but it. You ain't got nothing but time. Time and opportunity. Mm, mm, mm. So tell people where they can find you. Well, like I said, your website. I'm real easy to find. Uh and I tried that on purpose. So um my like I said, my name is Goody. Goody with a Y, y'all. Don't be trying to IE me. Okay. It's Goody with a Y. And I'm Ask Goody, because people ask Goody all kinds of things. So I'm Ask Goody, A-S-K-G-O-O-D-Y on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, askgoody at gmail.com. My website is askgoody.com. I'm on um, LinkedIn and YouTube as Goody Howard. G-O-O-D-Y Howard. Uh, my cash app is Goody Howard. Uh, my Venmo is Goody Howard at gmail.com. Just, you know, in case you want to donate to the cause and help me plant these seeds. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think uh, it's it's important for people to know that I'm a, a resource. And so I, that's why I framed it as Ask Goody because I want people to understand that they can come to me and ask me questions. And if I don't know, I'm going to find out. Mm, mm, mm. You let a, you better learn to be good. <laughs> yes, be or good or be good at it. Yes. And baby, let me tell you, I'm I'm getting better. That's how we do. That's all we can do, girl. That's all we can do is get better. You're not going backwards. It's not what not what you were yesterday. You know, you're better than you were yesterday, but you're not done yet. And and that's that's what it is. I feel like for me, you know. I, I try to just think, okay, if I die tomorrow, how will my husband and children be comforted with the memory of who I was? How will my impact come back to support my kids and my husband when I'm gone? And that's it. That's that helps people cope. That's what I think about every day. How I'm gonna live my life? What work I'm gonna do today? You know, because when you gone, somebody gonna come tell your, your your children or your husband, and she did that. I remember this, and they'll have great stories to tell about you. Because you were just living your life and trying to do what you need to do and align yourself with your purpose is. There you have it. Ladies of Confluence, please go like, follow, and share in Goody's journey. As you can see, she is a fountain of knowledge flowing free. So please be a part of that conversation. I have literally mm, this interview to death. If it's good to my soul, that's what I say, like Big Mama. Mm, Goody was hilarious. The bald-headed reindeer games killed me. But then Miss Aquafina Wet Wet 2019 took me out. But the points that she drove home was... Do not use sex as currency because it does not create a connection. Don't punish yourself and don't bargain your goodies as if it were a cookie. You do not need to dangle your cookie like a carrot and treat your partner like a toddler. Also, she shared that you need to learn how to communicate your needs. Communicate your needs in a successful way. 
tailor the conversation and advocate for yourself, but be very specific about what it is that you need. And in the words of Gooding, if you cannot communicate with your clothes on, you damn sure can't do it with your clothes off. Now, this one, this one struck me to my heart like a dagger, but she said, you will never be everything to anybody. However, you can be the most. So ladies of Confluence, keep that in mind. I know sometimes we try to be Miss Perfect, Miss All That, but hey, let's take those capes off and realize that we can't be everything, but we can be the most. And certainly, your garden. Take care of your garden, which is your temple. That's where your flowers grow. And if it doesn't bring you income, inspiration, purpose, or orgasms, it certainly doesn't belong in your life. Well, that's it for me this week. I hope something was said that you can utilize in your everyday life, especially when it comes to having a healthy, prosperous sex life. Until next week, be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches!